This is episode number six of the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And in this episode, I get to interview Dr. Jared Carter, one of the most famous podcast hosts in the entire physical therapy community. We talk all about the unforeseen challenges of growing a business, why you should be careful what you wish for on your website, as well as tips for becoming a practice that people are happy to visit rather than a clinician everybody wants to see because there is a difference. It's all coming up on the show. Welcome to the Physical Therapy Business School podcast. My name is Paul Goff, former professional soccer physical therapist turned successful business owner and author from the UK. Each week, we answer your questions and bring you an inspiring story or person from the global physical therapy community. This show is dedicated to helping great physical therapists become hugely successful business owners. Thanks for joining me today. Now let the class begin. All right, so let's get going with episode number six of the Physical Therapy Business Group podcast. I'm delighted to say today that I'm bringing on a guest who I believe to be um, certainly one of the most influential and impactful people in the entire physical therapy community across the world and somebody who I consider to be a close friend, a dear friend and somebody who gave me an amazing opportunity. Um, I always say uh, in life sometimes you just need a little break and you just need to find that that one person who recognizes that you do have something to offer, who gives you an opportunity and Jared did that for me um, probably 15 months ago now at the you know time of recording of this it was probably June 2015 I did a, a an interview with Jared for his podcast the Cash PT podcast um, I was in Philadelphia at the time and I just started to get going in the world of helping small businesses to grow um, Jared reached out to me he kind of heard what I was doing and what I was up to and he loved my story and uh, wanted to give me an opportunity to go on to his show and um, from that day forth for me a lot of people got to um, understand my philosophy, my principle, could see what I was about, and I got an opportunity to share um, all of that with a huge audience. So I'm forever in Jared's debt. Um, Jared is an amazing guy. He's one of the most humble, one of the most nicest, one of the most friendliest. He has an amazing wife. Um, He's just a a really, really cool guy. His practice is growing nicely. His podcast is amazing. He serves a huge community of people. Um, He's just an all-round amazing guy, genuinely, um, genuinely wants to help people, and it's an honor and it's a privilege to be able to um to have his name in my cell phone and and you know to be able to have conversations with him and to meet up with him in Austin which I did a few months back so I'm bringing Jared onto the show he's agreed to come on and Jared right now I've been helping Jared for the last few months behind the scenes and um he's recently taken a few of my classes my accelerator method program and my business school class uh my business growth school class and we kind of talk and and obviously kind of shoots me messages or emails just asking um now that he's in the phase of growth, he's moving away from being, um, Jared is um, a very incredibly successful solo practitioner and kind of nailed it. You know, got to the point where there was no more room in his schedule to take on more clients. And now he's moving into a completely different field. He's moving into becoming a business owner now. So he's starting to take the steps back. He takes, I think it's Tuesday and a Thursday off now. He has employed a, um, a physical therapist. He's got a full-time front desk in Mary. I think it's Ben, his, his physical therapist, is called. And he's got Mary, who is his front desk person. So he's now stepping into the seat of becoming a business owner. So rather than being Jared, the clinician, who sees 30 visits per week, he is becoming Jared, the business owner, whose clinic, Carter Physiotherapy, we'll see 100, 150, 200 patients per week, okay? And that um, is something that we're going to speak about, the 
hidden and unseen challenges because I, I speak to Jared regularly and there is a lot of things getting thrown at him now as he moves into that seat. You know, he's moving into a completely different seat that, that nobody really prepares you for and you can't until you go through that. So this is a really cool episode, um, very insightful, very helpful. I know that a lot of people who are listening to this show either are moving into that phase right now where they're looking to expand premises, to take on more staff, to take on their fair staff or just starting to dream big. You know, they, they're opening up a practice or thinking about opening up a practice and they want to get there as fast as possible. Um, and it, it's very doable. I've worked with uh, physical therapists who literally, you know, right out the bat have said, hey, you know, this business is not going to be about me. It's going to be about a service, a bigger entity, an experience. It's going to be about staff, people in that business and serving as many people as possible rather than me just being a solo practitioner. So Jared um, is going through it right now. And earlier in the day, we um, just before we recorded this interview, I spent some time with Jared and we were talking through one or two things that he learned on my Accelerator Method program. And again, if you've listened to the first few episodes of the podcast, everything that I that I teach, everything that I've spoke about on those podcasts is what I teach on my classes and, and my courses, my programs and what I've, um, what I've talked to Jared about. This concept of um, the message to market match and um, Jared told me a really cool story today about um, a new patient that he just scheduled from Facebook. So I taught Jared how to um, put his message out there and target a, a, the audience that he needs to on Facebook rather than him becoming um, a physical therapist and advertising that on Facebook. Um, Jared's turned himself into the running expert in Austin and his advertising information and help to the runners over there in Austin, you know, 25 to 30 year old guys or girls, um, whatever his target audience is. And somebody saw his ad of, of free information to help somebody make a better decision and um, they didn't take the, the free report. They didn't take it. So they didn't click the ad, they didn't take the free report, they didn't take the path that we'd set up for him. But what he did do, and this person did do, was register the fact that it was Carter Physiotherapy. He saw the ad and he was, ah, I wonder what else these guys do. Went to Jared's website. We'd made one or two um, changes to Jared's website, which included a click to schedule a telephone consultation, which is essentially a bridge. I speak about bridges all the time that 99% of your patients are not ready to book appointments when they're on your website and the more bridges that you can give them the more likely that they will book appointments with you so this guy had seen Jared's ad um, a runner in Austin Jared promised him a free report the guy didn't take it but he was appealed to the fact that Jared obviously was an expert and an authority figure on the topic of running injuries searched for more from Jared got to his website booked a schedule uh, booked a, uh, a free telephone consultation Jared did the discovery visit uh, the the telephone consultation and scheduled him with Ben the, um, the, the the physiotherapist that he's employed there now at his practice and that to me is the most perfect path that you can that you can get and and kind of you know sums up everything that I'm teaching that your your gold your your fortune and your gold and your real success to get to that next level is not in advertising physical therapy I can't stress that enough the moment that physical therapists realize that not enough people want what they do you know when you're talking direct access stuff again we're not talking referrals from doctors because these things are going to go on and you know people are going to get their referrals from doctors and those guys are um you know looking for physiotherapy but the people who are um, out there today looking for information got a problem that you can solve those are who you will build an incredibly successful practice around and that's exactly what happened with jared guy had no intention of booking physical therapy jared didn't advertise physical therapy jared advertised solution to problem to specific person with specific um, needs and goals jared made it easy for that person to then get in touch build a bridge and potentially start to do business with um, jared's practice and then patient uh, person with running injury 
becomes patient of physiotherapy clinic. Go figure, because that's exactly what happens when you use the lead generation, the education-based marketing strategy. More and more people want what you do, and they end up a patient at a physiotherapy practice, even though at the beginning, they have absolutely zero intention of doing it. And that there, what I've just given you, that formula, that path, that route, that map, is how you will grow a successful business that is bigger than yourself, okay? Most solo practitioners exist on the small amount of of, of patients who want uh, physiotherapy today. There isn't enough of those. If you're reaching out via direct access and you want to grow and scale your practice independent of doctors, there simply isn't enough of those people who will do business with you just because you're a physical therapist. So we have to be different. We have to give information. We have to pick small pockets of people and we have to help them make better decisions and ultimately make it very easy for them to do business with us, which was precisely what Jared did. So Without further ado, let's get into the interview. Um, if you don't know who Jared is, um, I'll let him introduce himself as we go through the um, the podcast and he will give you some information at the end of the podcast of how you can get in touch with him and you know, obviously check out his podcast. It's amazing. He does a great job. And um, what I love about Jared, he's very real. He's very open. He just tells it as it is. And um, he's going to give you lots of insightful tips to help you to grow your own practice. Let's dig in to the interview. All right, so welcome to the Business School podcast. Today with me, a very special guest, Dr. Jared Carter. Um, I'm not sure he will need an introduction, but just in case you are not um, familiar with Jared, Jared, please go ahead and give us an introduction to yourself um, and tell us um, a little bit about what you've done, what your, your past is, and uh, what you're hoping to achieve in your business. Well, it is at the time of this recording, kind of summer of 2016, and uh, I started my practice uh, in early 2010, so I'm about six years in. And along the way, I, up until a, a little, a little less than a year ago, I kind of actively kept it a solo practice for a number of reasons. One, I was building my other online business as well as uh, a separate, completely separate business with my brother, um, and it was uh, it was just kind of easygoing once I had enough word-of-mouth referrals. Um, I wasn't really having to do any marketing, and I was just able to, to go in and spend as much time with patients as I wanted, and it, it was just nice and easy and great. And all, um, for those who don't know, it's a, it's a cash-based practice, 100% cash pay. But then about a year ago, maybe a little more than that, I started to really realize that in order to create the lifestyle that I wanted, that I, I couldn't have my income based on me treating all the patients. And I really uh, had been fighting off the the need to expand with a long wait list and, and whatnot um, for a while at that point, uh, but I decided you know it's time to do it. And uh, last December, I hired my first PT, and then a few months after that, brought on uh, a full time office administrator, and that was maybe three months ago. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. We're in a bigger space, and we're working to um, fill up my new PT's schedule and get it stabilized and of course add another PT and um, put, get me away from the clinic just a little, not away from the clinic, but, but out of the treatment room a little bit more so I can focus more on growing the business as opposed to uh, just treating patients. Great. So a lot of people who are listening to this podcast, um, there is a distinction between being a successful solo practitioner and a business owner. And I think that's something that, um, you know, kind of definitely needs to be spoken about a little bit more because the skills and the tools that you're going to need to get to business owner status where you can come and go from your practice and still take the same revenue month after month is completely different from you know, being that solo practitioner. As you've made the transition, 
what has been the biggest obstacles that you've hit? Hidden. Hidden. Things that you just didn't see coming. <clears throat> Nobody prepared you for them. Never expected to hit them. School didn't teach you. No other, you know, kind of solo practitioners ever brought it up. What's the thing that you've just, you know, been slapped in the face with as a result of getting from Jared, who sees 30 patients a week, to Jared, the business owner, whose organization sees 100 patients a week? Right. So one thing... I would say to other solo practitioners out there as you're looking to expand um, is that it's very tempting to go the route that and I know of a number of practitioners out there who went this route, myself included, uh, of when you find that first uh, physical therapist to come in as staff, uh, to treat it more of like an independent contractor type thing where they're only making money uh, per patient scene that you that you're not taking this big risk of okay you know I'm gonna be paying you a flat rate um, a flat salary and you're gonna be making a you know a number of thousands off off of this business a month even though your business I'm sorry your your schedule is not yet full you're not bringing in a lot of revenue it's a very scary scary thing when you think about paying out a ton of of, uh, of revenue uh, to a staff member who's just not going to immediately have, uh, you know, the ability or the schedule to, to bring in, you know, as much as you're paying out. You know, it's a scary thing. But one thing I can say is that there are kind of hidden components of going that route of more the independent contractor route. First of all, um, you got to look at if, if you can even go the independent contractor route in terms of like true like legal tax type yeah. type reasons. Like for instance, um, you know I, I say that word, but but my PT he's not an independent contractor. He is an employee of the business. But at the moment, um, we may be changing this. But at the moment, he is and so far has been paid kind of on a per patient basis. But uh, the point I'm trying to make is that when that's the case. All of that time in between patients when you want to be training them, you know, on different things, how to interact with patients, training them on techniques, well, you know, you can't really expect someone to be gung-ho about spending time doing these kinds of things when, um, you're, when you're technically not paying them for that time, right? And the problem there is that if you really want to scale a business, you've got to have a consistent delivered product. And therefore, you really have to be big on not just training up front, but training for the long term, coming back to uh, topics over and over and over again uh, with the same practitioners. You can't expect to just say something once or show them a video once or show them a technique once, and then all of a sudden they've got it and they're going to do it exactly as you want them to uh, for the rest of their time in your practice. That just doesn't make sense. And so that's kind of you know an issue that I've run into. Luckily... Uh, my PT is a phenomenal practitioner, clinician, yeah. um, but but you're also you got to realize that if you're going to grow your business in a healthy, sustainable way, you are not you're not just uh, going to be training them, or you shouldn't just be training them on how to deliver the, the product of physical therapy as you want it. You've got to be training them on on all kinds of things that we could really take back to the word marketing and sales, you know, yeah. and and so. Again, if you're in a situation where they're not getting paid for the time that they're being trained um, or they're getting, say, you say, okay, well, for your training, you're going to get 10 or $15 an hour, you know, that's nowhere near what they're getting for that patient care. It just creates this situation where 
if you really want to scale things up and have a consistent growth of your business, it, it really it, it's tough in the situation where you're just paying for patients. So that's one of the biggest kind of realizations that I've come to is that uh, in the short term, it, it seems less risky and it's very attractive to go in that direction. But in the long term, I don't think it sets you up for as much success uh, as a as a business owner with multiple clinicians. Yeah, sometimes it's a trade-off, and this is what I, I've sp- spoken about a lot, and you know, we've had these conversations. You, you sometimes have to have this view and this idea and this vision of where you want to be, but the route to get there isn't always going to be plain sailing, and, and sometimes you're going to have to take steps, whether they're baby steps, whether they're three-month steps, six-month steps, short-term, um, like almost like a diversion sometimes to get to where you want to be because you like you say it's risky to take on a 75 18 90 grand a year guy coming into your business and ha- uh, have him sat there for six months while your schedule's half empty as well as spending two thousand dollars a month on ad- adverts facebook marketing whatever you're doing to fill him up so there's trade-offs everywhere in business and my advice all the time is to look at where you want to be and work back and whatever you have to do to get there so now as i talk to you i've got six seven full-time physical therapists but when i started i had six or seven part-time independent contractors all on a pay-as-you-play basis but what i was really doing if i look back and analyze it i was finding my feet i was getting my confidence i was thinking can i you know can i do this because again nobody prepared me for this nobody had given me these skills i wasn't blessed with a million dollars in the bank daddy didn't give me any money you know the bank certainly weren't going to give me a, a fledgling business owner at 26 27 whatever i was back then the money to be able to to do that so i was finding my feet and getting that confidence in all the time having that vision of what i wanted for my business so as soon as i felt confident to do it it was like okay you know we've spent two years now there's a, there's enough business coming in there's enough revenue i'm pretty confident in being able to go and employ somebody so i think the message on that is it, it is a trade-off you're not always going to be able to go and, and hire that 90 grand a year employee but in the long run the guy who's got a, um, a full-time invested commitment to your business is going to get you to where you want to be faster. Right. And so let me follow up with a question for you there. So you actually had multiple practitioners in the uh, pay per patient um, kind of arrange, pay arrangement before you, did you convert most of them to salary no. or did or did you have to just get new people coming in as salary and those yeah. eventually it's faded out? It's a brilliant question because the reason I did it was because I kept losing them. I was I, it, My my mm. reason, and again, we're all motivated by pain or pleasure. So the pain that I kept having to go through of building a new team every three months, six months, because I was losing them fast because if I look back, it was pretty selfish, if I'm honest, because I was it was serving my needs. So my need was I didn't want to take the big risk unemployed somebody which was fine it was you know for three months six months those guys were getting an extra five hundred dollars thousand dollars two thousand whatever on top of an income so they're working somewhere else oh they're working yeah they're working elsewhere for me of an evening hospital system through the day or a weekend whatever so they kind of had multiple revenue streams maybe it's part-time there part-time for me i was always going to lose them the day that somebody came in and said i can give you a full-time salary plus benefits plus sick pay plus whatever you know this british government gives people ridiculous amounts of benefits and that's always the the the, the difficulty that i have in britain of growing a private practice is that i compete against a hugely um you know liberal socialist whatever you want to call it system which gives people you know ladies nine months maternity leave sick pay ridiculous seven weeks full-time holiday pay crazy so that's what i lose them to um regularly and the pain of having to constantly go through that was in the end where i woke up and thought 
I'm never going to be able to grow this business past where it is. And it was fi- I could have kept doing it and I was making a nice revenue and a nice income, but I was never going to be able to feel like a business owner in control, you know, sat at the, at the wheel, if you like, driving the ship because I kept losing people and I couldn't keep doing that. So the pain of that took the decision away from me in the end. Mm. Very good. Looking, I'm glad to hear state. that uh, yeah. you did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and like that's what I always say. Like, you know, I I know what what people are going through. I've been there. I've been through every step. I didn't just all of a sudden wake up one day and give somebody a, a salary. It was probably a two two and a half year decision to, to you know to get to that point. But it was the pain at the end of realizing I couldn't give my customers the best service that I wanted to because we were getting so close to it, and then people were leaving me and I was having to start the whole thing again it was just I was on a tr- on a on a hamster wheel and um, luckily one of them was with me at the end who um, was still on a pay-as-you-play basis so I was like okay this is going to be the first full-time job do you want it and um, from there I can honestly say it was there's been two or three pivotal days in my business career it was one of them where I made that that jump um, to do it I, I don't think I could have got there any faster but looking back on it it was um, confidence risk fear uh, you know, where the hell and what if, you know, this doesn't work and, you know, what do I do if, if, if my money doesn't come in and I can't pay my salary? Uh, these are all of the things that, that we're making trade-offs as practitioners who, who are not, you know, we're not going to the bank and saying, hey, can you lend me half a million? I've got this great idea. Or heading over to Silicon Valley and saying, hey, you know, do you want to borrow yeah. me a million dollars for two years while I get this idea off the ground? We're not doing that. Like, yeah. we, you know, we're, we're guys who are taught to treat back pain and knee pain and ankle pain figuring out how to run businesses along the way so um you're definitely not alone in that and um you know the, the steps that you'll take and you're taking it are going to get you to to where you want to be because you've got your eyes on the prize you just might have to do one or two little detours along the way and that's cool and we're we're uh, we're actually already right now looking at transitioning him to salary it's going to add you know add, to add stability to his pay which of course goes up and down you know with, yeah. with one week to the next and and so we're kind of renegotiating and looking at all that and trying to figure out what's going to be a win-win um you know for for both of us because he he's a phenomenal uh, practitioner and a phenomenal guy and so i'm really hoping that we can we can make it make it work out where um you know he remains really happy and there's some stability added to things and that we can really kind of grow together grow the practice that way so yeah the, the buy-in that you get when you have people employed because obviously a they can stop worrying about their own you know bills and they don't have their partners husbands girlfriends wives saying hey can we do that next month can we go on vacation to the bahamas and him saying well i don't know because I, <laughs> I, I don't know what money we're going to have coming in so right. you're not going to beat those conversations you will for three months or six months or nine months but not not in the long run and again yeah. if you're constantly having to train and retrain you, you're not improving you, you're just where you are and, and you keep repeating it so um when you when you do get them on board and again for me business growth exploded when when i kind of went all in but it, it had to be at the appropriate time that i was you know not comfortable i was always uncomfortable with it but there was no i'd done I, you know i'd looked around done my due diligence looked at the math worked out what i needed to survive for how long just in case things didn't turn out and you know once i kind of bought myself that time which is what you do when you get full-time employees you buy time biggest and most valuable thing on earth as a business owner is time most of the reasons that businesses don't grow is because the business owner is just saturated with things that he shouldn't be doing so once you buy that time you've invested three or six months in or you've given yourself three to six months to be able to invest time into doing things which i did three or four years ago for example follow-up email systems three years ago four years ago most business owners think they're an absolute pain in the backside for me biggest roi of my time ever as I talk to you now, people, yeah, yeah, absolutely. People are going through those systems now, but I had to buy myself out of my job to, you know, to be able to get to that point to allow the leverage and the scale to, um, 
to begin. So next question, what's been your biggest roadblock as you look to, to grow from a solo practitioner to an owner of a business? Biggest roadblock? What's the thing that is just, you know, the, the thing that would you say is the hardest thing to get across to, to get to where you want to be? So let's say your goal is 150 uh, visits a week through your practice across three practitioners. What would be the number one thing right now? Would it be um, time? Is it funds to, to you know, to get marketing and, and kind of leverage that gap or bridge that gap that comes through the door? Is it finding and, and hiring front desk staff? What, what would you say right now is the thing that, that is holding you back from getting to where you want to be? Well, I feel like um, I've either lucked out or done a good job or a bit of both on the hiring part of things, both with my PT and with my front office staff. And, and part of that goes back to having having set up some automated systems that, that weeded out a lot of, I mean, I had like 100 applicants for the um, for the admin position, and but I only had to talk to about eight of them because of this, this uh, you know, this, well, the systems that you taught in business school, but also... Uh, some other stuff I'd learned and implemented. So kind of, I think, lucked out there. I would definitely say time. I mean, it's just, and I don't even have kids yet. And I don't know how all the people out there with kids trying to grow a business actually do it. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I luckily have a really uh, wonderfully understanding wife, you know, you know, Jenny very well. And yeah, yeah. Uh, she's very supportive of, of me having to just kind of put my foot back on the pedal and, and grind it out. But it's, uh, the thing that's I mean, the reason that finances haven't been an issue is because I spent five years growing other businesses alongside my practice, and they're floating me. I'm not paying myself from the clinic at the moment. Yeah. I'm just paying, you know, uh, paying the bills and paying uh, Mary and Ben. So um, it, it's definitely a time thing. I mean, I, I can't wait till I can get another Mary. Actually, yeah. I mean, I might even do that before I get a second PT. That's to be honest. A, a question. <laughs> so if you if you were now, you know, we, I know we've had this conversation. If if I had a gun to your head and said I'm, you know, I'm, I'm building a business and I and I need to employ somebody and I'm about to pull the trigger on and I need your decision, who would you say? If you were, it, let's say the guy or the girl is listening to this, you know, this call right now is thirty patients, thirty visits a week, thinking about hiring. Would you go PT or would you go front desk? Front desk. All day. Talk yeah. hundred billion percent agree. You you can leverage and scale and grow much faster with that receptionist, so that you are ready for PT number two. Yeah, and it's so scary, you know. You when it, when you're in that situation, it's going to be so scary uh, to think, oh my God, I'm about to pay X amount out for someone who's not even going to see patients. But here's the thing: if you find the right person, they will pay for themselves many, many times over. Like for instance, um, Mary just took it upon herself the other day to kind of make a take, I guess you'd say just a follow-up system. She just created the spreadsheet and now she's like checking with us. Okay. What's happened to this patient? What's happened to that patient? And she's making calls and she's getting people to rebook. And it's like, every time she does that, you know, she's just paid for that whole day. I just paid her, you know, or more. So if you find someone who is a, re- a really great fit and is completely dedicated to the idea of, hey, I am going to help this business grow. I'm not just going to sit here and answer the phone and do the bare minimum, but you, you've got someone like I luckily found. Um, they will pay for themselves and be more valuable to, the, to you and your business than any single PT I think ever could. 
what has been um, let me just i'll just quickly jump in and what i did with that i i planned two years out so i know you mentioned there you, you obviously had the other business interest going on the side so what i did is i planned about two years out and and literally left money in the bank for two years and then give myself a plan of okay if i'm going to bring on an employee i need to be able to fund their wages for six months Mm-hmm. and that that six months give me the breathing space i don't have to make any stupid frightened quick fast anxious decisions that you know we all get wrong when you're in that state of mind so it was a plan my fear for a lot of business owners that i see and work with is that they wake up today and decide they don't want to be a practitioner anymore they want to be a business owner and they just fight with themselves over things that you know they they, they want to get there but then they're not prepared to invest the time or the money to to actually do it take the pay cuts bring somebody in say no like what you've done you you know for however long took certain days off so that you can start to grow systems invest other time into businesses so these are the things that that again if somebody is trying to carefully plan this it's not waking up today and thinking i want to do it and then fighting with themselves it's waking up today and going okay i want to do it i'm going to give myself an 18 month plan which means i'm going to put a thousand dollars away every month between now and whenever so that i have xyz money in the bank which gives me my first three to six months to pay somebody frees up my time to go off and then invest in marketing more workshops more community events more talks more facebook whatever it is that i'm that i'm going to do so that would that would be my tip to somebody trying to um you know to to trying to leverage that gap if you like which is what it is it's a gap yeah and that is that's phenomenal advice because and i can just attest to it because when i when I finally made the decision that I wanted to um, hire someone and, and take on a bigger space, this bigger space opened up. Like, it seems like you know sometimes you just decide you're going to do something, all of a sudden things just start to set in motion. Well, this space opens up, and it's way earlier than I thought I was going to be ready, but it was like perfect. It was in the same building, yeah. and all of a sudden I was like, oh crap! Now instead of trying to set up systems and and create training videos and just do all this stuff to make the transition smoother and faster, um, I was just in an absolute mad rush, and and I didn't have that long window of okay, I've got six months of, of breathing space. So um, yeah, for those listening out there. Please listen to that last part that Paul mentioned that when you start to have those ideas, start the process way in advance of actually bringing someone on and getting the bigger space and all that because you don't want to be, you just don't want to be in a mad rush with limited funds going into that. Luckily, I'd had other, these other businesses creating the funds, but it was still just, it still is very, very stressful. So give yourself some time to plan for it. Okay, cool. Last two questions. Tips for handing over patients. So again, we're in this mindset of a, a practitioner th- right now is 25, 30 visits a week. One of the big questions and, and obstacles I hear all the time is other patients only want to see me. Okay. I'm a guy who sits here with polgophysio.com, polgophysio rooms above the door, polgophysio rooms on mugs, polgophysio rooms t-shirts, polgoph on everything. Okay. I kind of was able to do it. Talk to me about so I know it can be done. Talk to me about how you would recommend doing it. So you're trying to get Dr. Jared Carter over to Dr. Ben. Right. So I would, I would say right now, if you're listening to this and you haven't started a practice or you have one and you, in your solo practice or, you know, you're kind of in that situation I was in a year ago, I would start with the end in mind. And even if you're years away from making the move, start telling your patients now, yeah, I'm going to grow this thing. You know, and whenever you're doing anything online, whether you're talking on social media or you're doing a blog post, start using we and us, not I, and start 
start using the business name and not you. And when you're, when you're compelling people, this is a big one actually. This is a really big one. When you're compelling people to write reviews and testimonials for you online or for your website or whatever, um, ask them, say, hey, can you please say, uh, instead of, you know, Jared did this or Jared did that, say, my therapist at Carter Physiotherapy. Yeah did this because now I've got all these reviews that talk all about Jared and when people that's a big part of why people when they find my website or you know find my Google business page they call in because of the testimonials they're great testimonials well, of course they want to they don't want to see you know anyone other than the name they, they saw and so so start with the end in mind and consider those things as you're as you're creating content online on your website uh, on social media and getting people to do reviews, I would definitely do that. And then in terms of like once you're in that process of, okay, now I've got someone and I'm trying to fill their schedule, what I found is that it's easy It's easy enough when you've got someone that you've hired that you are so, uh, you believe in so much, you really feel that they can provide as good or better of a physical therapy service as you. I think that's important yeah. because then it's easy to talk them up when the patient, like when I have patients on the table. Um, I'm like, I'm talking about Ben all the time. You know, I mean, by the end of the sessions, I'm like, so man, I really think that Ben would be great for this component of your care. And I'll, you know, let's get you in for two sessions with him and then let you and I get back together. And Ben and I co-treat a ton of patients that way. And it's really because I believe in him. I know he's a phenomenal practitioner and that comes across when I'm basically selling them on him once they've started with me. It's a little more difficult when it's a new, when it's like, uh, sorry, it's a return patient who's only seen me in the past and it's Mary answering the phone and I've instructed her like anytime you can get someone on Ben's schedule, please do. Yeah. It usually they've got to, once it's already like they're a return patient, it's a lot easier if I just go ahead and see them and then I start to sell them on Ben and then I can get them into a co-treat situation. Yeah, there's, there's a brilliant thing you made. I'm just going to touch on it. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. And I say this to, to my clients all the time that I work with their own businesses. I had a situation with a guy who um, he loaded his, his website up with testimonials and it said, you know, went to see so-and-so, um, two or three visits fixed. Went to see so-and-so, he's brilliant, fixed me up quick, you know, quick within two or three sessions. And he'd come on the call and he said, I'm having a problem getting people past three and four sessions. I said, mm, okay, let me, have a quick, <laughs> let me have a quick look at your website. It's loaded yeah. with testimonials that tell people that you get them better within two or three. Like, yeah. that's the reason. And, and my, my testimonials are like that too. And I've, I'm actually... Now we're trying to get people to really that that took six or eight or ten right. to to talk about their story and in the email follow-ups that I'm I'm writing you know I'll, I'll link to testimonials purposely that aren't about the two visit fix because you know you're going to get those but but it's, most people need more than that when, and then you and then you end up where expectations are are you know not necessarily yeah, in line it's, with. It's, it's dissonance. So you've got you've they've made a decision on a on a testimonial that was two said, Hey, two or three sessions, this guy's quick, great. Then all of a sudden it's like you're gonna need six or eight, huh? What you know, what the hell? Your website's saying two and three. So again, you you've got to be really careful. Every piece of communication, everything that you're putting out there as a as a practitioner, as a business owner, as a web whatever you're doing, 
every every problem that you're having in your business today is because of something that you're not communicating or communicating in the wrong way and it's the same with testimonials i tried to get mine to be about the experience about the staff the front desk and again let's take it back to your your mary one of the first bits of advice i, I gave you when we spoke about this was get people to buy into the experience that you offer at your practice and, and your front desk become the experience in my world nearly everything that's spoken about is about the front desk and about the experience that's in the waiting room and the last thing that i want them to say is and oh by the way my back's a little better as well because if they lead with the my back's great i'm worrying but if it becomes i went to see your staff and vicky's wonderful and she makes me a great cup of coffee and i just love going down there and she always remembers me and oh by the way my back's better i'm very happy and i'm very confident very very comfortable so one tip i'm going to give on how i transitioned i give um long-standing patients um, two or three option, two or three visits where they didn't have to pay, and they only had to pay at the end of those two or three visits with the new therapist if they were happy. Okay, it's not for everybody, but everybody paid. Not one single person didn't pay, and by taking away that pressure of them having to make a decision based upon money, it allowed them to come to a very easy, very simple, very nice conclusion that the new therapist that they were seeing was just as good and we just said hey if after three sessions you don't think that, that we're going to be able to provide the service then then it's no payment you know needed so that helped me massively transition across and like i said they didn't even have to put the credit card in but after three sessions they all paid the bill and never ever ever had any pushback so that hopefully would help um people listening as well so last question jared been great loved it if you were starting all over again or let's go back to you know, age 30, 28 or whatever it was when you started, what would you do differently? I would, well, uh, along with, with the other stuff we just talked about, uh, you know, just starting with the end in mind and with growth, eventual growth in mind, even though I knew it was years away. Um, I would also have hired a local uh, university film intern to come in on a regular basis and just start videoing me with patients who've you know signed off that they're okay with it, um, doing doing technique and treatment training, so that I had a huge library of videos that I could just sit any new staff down in front of, um, and I'd probably have them do the same thing with any kind of logistical or administrative stuff uh, that I was doing on an ongoing basis and wanting to get off my schedule or my plate um, uh, for when I hired that first admin. Just having that stuff ready to go would have been enormous in the last six months. So that's, that's yeah, I would definitely have uh, kind of thought with, with uh, those things in mind and done that. Beautiful. Okay, cool. Thank you for your time, Jared. I appreciate it. I know you are extremely busy building and growing this business, and I'm excited to uh, to watch it and hear about it. And, you know, every time we speak, I love getting the updates and just hearing kind of what you're going through. As, as much as I know you're going through this, you know, it's kind of turbulent and you, you some days you're frustrated, and this is just generally as a business owner when you're growing. I, like, I'm not saying I've cracked it and got to where I want to be. I'm forever learning and, um, and, and always kind of pushing forward, but you're in the most exciting phase. You won't believe me right now, but it's such an exciting, mm. wonderful, everything's in control. You're learning all the time and you look back on this phase as um, the, the days. You know, I, I certainly do as I look back at my old premises and staff and things I've been through. It's it's an exciting phase of time and, and business growth is, is, is wonderful, you know, so don't ever let it get to you. Don't ever let it get you down. Don't ever, um, you know, question why you're doing it. You're entering and you are in right now an amazing phase of your entrepreneurial life. And um, as you pass through it and, you, you know, you, things do settle down a little bit, you look back and 
um, realised that you learnt so much and it was probably the period of time that shaped everything that you know you're going to go on to do and, and be so successful and impact so many people across the uh, across the world really not just across America obviously with your with your audience so last thing tell me where can people find out more about you um, and you know obviously tons of stuff that you've got to help people just tell the listeners where they can find you yeah well first I'd like to thank you for saying that last thing just because when you're in the midst of it as, as many out there listening are or will be at some point that's really good to hear because it's just kind of crazy sometimes and it's hard to kind of keep focused on how you you might look back at that time someday uh, with a smile as opposed to with a you know with more, a bunch of gray hair and you, know. you, you do and, and it's easy to get yeah. lost it's easy to get lost in, in, in it's, the frustration it's it's, yeah. it's a process so. it's a journey you're going to become and i'm sure you you know you're going to be more impactful to more people you're going to be able to share more of your experience and your knowledge and you know i know that's the type of guy that you are and again what you're going through now is um it's, it just is it like it just is that's just the only way i can explain it don't don't fight it don't resist it don't just embrace it it just is and yeah. you're going to come out much better person more knowledge more enjoyable better boss better husband better whatever you you just you just will so just embrace it and love it and, and let it take its course right on and, and and before i talk about where they can find me also i just want to thank you for helping me with this transition from solo practitioner to uh you know to, to growing this thing because um you know they are they are two different animals and uh really nice to have not just you know a mentor with multiple clinics, but a mentor with multiple cash pay clinics, because that's something that's just not that common out there right now. It will become much more common, but but not right now. So thank you, uh, you know, thank you so much for all that you've you've helped me with. Um, people can find me at drjaredcarter.com. That's probably the best place. That's where all my blog posts and podcasts are, and the and the books I've written about uh, creating a, a solo cash pay. Uh, clinic and um, and and also the the uh, Medicare kind of regulation side of, of doing cash pay physical therapy with Medicare beneficiaries, which is very important. All that at uh, drjaredcarter.com. Cool. I'm going to put out a thank you to you because I don't know if I've ever said this, but the impact that you've had on my life as a result of the podcast that you put me on last um, June, which was June two June uh, 2015, has been <coughs> insane. I dreamt about being in a position to help business owners and i think every one of us just occasionally needs that little break or that little somebody just to show some faith or some confidence in you or to give you a chance to kind of air what you've got and the impact that i can say it without doubt and i'll say it till the day i die you putting me on that on that show like just give me the platform i think at some point i would have gone on to do what i'm doing now it would have just took a lot longer so you've kind of accelerated the process for me and the impact you've had on my family my life my travels then all the business owners that i've impacted um all roads lead back to you so i'm going to say thank you i appreciate and will do till the day i die which is why i'm on whenever you need me you know you get me text messages emails anything i'm I'm all in (laughs) thanks thank you and again just extend all of this that we're all sharing and we're all learning and you know the impact that we're all able to have on each other i think if you get in those types of circles and communities bloody easy well to live in yeah absolutely thanks so much thanks again appreciate it thank you for listening to the physical therapy business school podcast if you want to advance your business education even faster, then simply head over to paulgoff.com where there are instant access PDF reports and online trainings that you can have from us for free. You can take our report, the seven things that PT School forgot to teach you about becoming a successful business owner and the online tutorial, how to generate 20 new patients in the next 30 days without a single referral from a doctor. 
Both of these free trainings will give you more guidance, clarity and the essential skills to help you grow a more successful physical therapy business starting today. Find out the critical things that Paul's learned from growing his very own private physical therapy business and from helping other business owners from all across America, in Britain, Canada and Australia. As valued listeners, we want to give you this training for free. All you have to do is head over to paulgoff.com, that's P-A-U-L-G-O-U-G-H.com to collect them. We'll see you again next week for another episode of Paul Goff's Physical Therapy Business School podcast. And until then, have a fabulous week.